Well, what did Mick Cronin have to say about his team? Had a media availability. Practice could be watched for all the media. And some surprising things were said, talked about, and seen. What does it all mean? Locked on UCLA's got you covered. You are locked on UCLA. Your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer, and thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we create your podcast, it's your team every day, and become an everydayer because we're going to like, hit the subscribe button on YouTube, download it on the audio platforms. Thanks for your support. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel because make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win the regular season at fanduel.com slash locked on so earlier on august 17th mick cronin had some media availability i know all the looks and thoughts are about football and fall camp but the bruins had a an open practice everybody was tweeting about it looking about it and looking into it and there's so many different quotes that mick cronin gave there's so many different things to talk about even players came out and talked about leadership roles and everything in between so there's a lot to talk about for this ucla team who is coming up on their Spain trip and then coming back when they're still without three players who might be first-round draft picks. Those are the words of Mick Cronin, not myself, about this team that's heading to Spain. But more on that in a moment. Mick Cronin, his rant and everything went on so many different things. I think the biggest thing that I noticed, which maybe I didn't fully know, maybe you knew, but Adem Bona, he's there, he's practicing, he's doing drills, he's back, but he's not doing live competition. So when they're practicing, you can see him doing drills, there's video of him doing drills, but the reason he's not going to be playing in Spain is the fact that he is not healthy enough to be running live drills. So Mick Cronin talks about when they're running practices, this team only has three returning players available from the previous team who's healthy when they're running practices, right? So how does that help when you're still missing two guys in Adaimara and Burke who are going to come over pretty soon after the Spain trip to join the team? When you're missing two key cogs in the lineup, Bona's not healthy. Who are guys that can be leaders, right? You've got McClendon. You've got Nuba. You've got the likes of Dylan Andrews, right? Two freshmen into sophomores. And then you've got a, a super senior in Nuba who will be that veteran leader for this Bruins team. But that leaves Mick Cronin. Who is he going to rely on, right? Even though Bone is back, he's still, as Mick Cronin quoted, called him a kid. He, he talked about Liz, Lazar Stefanovic being a godsend for us, that he started in the Pac-12 before for multiple years, averaged double figures, and the importance that Stefanovic brings to this team as a veteran player. You tell him one thing, what to do once, and he does it, as opposed to how much youth is on this team How are they going to instill the principles, right? Where's the ball going to go? Who's going to shoot it and everything in between? Those are all things this team is still figuring out. And with all the questions being pelted at Cronin, who, you know, when you're in preseason mode, he's in good grace. He's in good graces, good mood. When he's about to go to Spain, everything in between. But he talked about how defense is the one area a coach can impact in college basketball, where he's like, on defense, I think the team is going to be fine. Kind of a paraphrase there. But what they've got to figure out is 
where you're going to get the ball in the late game situations. You've got late game, late clock. Where's the ball going to go and who's going to shoot the bulk of the shots? And where is that going to come from for a UCLA team that is very young, still without three key players who Mick Cronin said are probably going to be NBA first rounders? Talking about a Demboda who just needs to stay healthy. You've got Adaimara, where the hype is coming from for the 7273 Spaniard coming over, who will actually meet UCLA in Spain for a bit in Madrid when they get there, and then, but he's not going to participate. And then you've got Burke, who Mick Cronin alluded to as a first-round pick. He is doing his Turkish international preparation, and he's going to spend time with his family before heading back to UCLA while the Bruins are on their Spain trip, which means... The Bruins, in Cronin's eyes, have so many NBA draft pick potential, right? If you're thinking Burke is someone who can be a first-rounder, a Daimara, Bona, who clearly would have been drafted if he wasn't hurt or probably would have gotten a lot of looks even if he did go in the most recent NBA draft or went undrafted, however it goes, the, the reigning Pac-12 freshman player of the year, as Mick Cronin has already called him, their best player will be their best player, but you do need a lot of talent around them with a lot of youngsters who's going to bring up the ball. And we've talked about how Dylan Andrews is important. And that's why Mick Cronin alluded to him. How is he going to handle those minutes, right? We will, we're going to see how Dylan reacts to the extended minutes. We won't know. It's one thing to practice. It's one thing to harp on it in practice. And then it's also another thing to be in a game-like situation. Why it's so important for the Spain trip where he's going to get so many minutes. I talked about him being One of the three important factors for this team going to Spain is his development, right? Getting the jumper, swinging the ball around. Can he score? Can he manage the the team on the court? Be that floor general that Tiger was for so long for this team, right? And that's why you got Lazar, who's that kind of veteran presence. While being a new guy can bring that veteran presence as Bono's working his way back to, to health. You've got Stefanovic. You've got the likes of three potential first-round picks who are not playing for UCLA on this Spain trip. And Mick Corner was talking about, well, I hope we play well in all three games, but we're playing with three guys who aren't first-round picks, which means you got Dylan Andrews who's got to step up and be able to facilitate the ball and bring it around. You've got so many moving parts. Young guys are going to get minutes that might not get minutes during the season, right? Like the Williams, the Williamses, right? The Devin and Brandon Williams of the world. And the most important thing about this trip, Mick Cronin would keep alluding to, is team bonding. They'll see they'll see Mara. They might not see Burke, but this team is going to grow as a unit, and it's going to be somewhat, as maybe Cronin alluded to it, as spring football for us, right? This practice, the middle of these practices, they had a few left, and then they're going to head out to Spain and play the all-star team, a couple of professional teams, which will be interesting to see how the Bruins play Even if they lose all three by big margins, win all three by big margins, we won't fully know how this team is going to look until they bring in all the other players and or the two other players and Bona is completely healthy to go in full live contact and practice. So I think to summarize this first segment rant, if you will, it's the fact that Andrews is going to get a lot of PT. How is that going to affect his development moving forward? He gets the first crack as the starting point guard. And there were some videos of the players post-practice getting interviewed. And Andrews was talking about, yeah, how is he going to be that leader on the court from year one to year two, getting that big minutes usage rate bumped up? And then you've got Stefanovic, who 
is that veteran transfer that Cronin loves. Bone is going to be the best player. And how Cronin thinks they're playing without three first-round picks. Think about that. Three NBA first-round picks aren't available to practice fully either in in person or just in full contact drills right now. So while the Bruins have grown and maybe different players are starting to hit their preseason stride, there's still so much growth that's going to happen for this UCLA team, which makes me wonder who are the other guys that have been growing, that have been impressing with Cronin. And we've touched on it, but Cronin kept adding on to more players and more individual players he touted, which we're going to talk about in segment two. Like, who is going to be a scorer for UCLA? Someone I didn't expect to be a scorer is what McCronin said. He might have already watched the interview, but I was impressed. And who are guys that get opportunities going to Spain beyond what I've already talked about? This is going to be important. And then Cronin had a lot to say about realignment, right? Realignment. He had some thoughts. And it's uh, it'll be interesting to talk about when we come back on Locked on UCLA. You're going to want to make every moment more when you think and look with FanDuel because FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a chance to win all season long. Every time you when you bet on a Super Bowl winner with football about to kick off, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Let's say that again. When you bet on a Super Bowl winner, when they win in the regular season, you get bonus bets. All you have to do is pick any team, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So choose a good winner. You can bet from spreads, props, over-unders, everything, and more. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Segment two of the Locked On UCLA podcast, Zach ederson Yoxheimer with you guys. Kind of talked about some different things for Mick Cronin, his team, a little bit about some Spain, what's coming on and going on in Spain. He went on a whole 18-minute media availability. And he did not sell anybody short in terms of answers and anything. We're going to start with realignment. Mick Cronin's thoughts about realignment. I was taking notes, and it was interesting. Writing, I wrote them down in red. Most importantly, what he said is it's not all about football, right? You've heard the Chip Kelly comments about maybe separating conferences and realignment, at least geographically, or separating the top tier of football and the next tier of football. But what Cronin says is it's not about football. It's about money for conference realignment. None of it is in the best interest of the student athlete, no matter what anybody says, more money to cover the bills. Because what he was talking about is maybe if you're aware, if you're not, when the kids, all the athletes, regardless of basketball and football, all the student athletes, the athletic department has to pay the school to use those scholarships for those tuitions. There's just so many bills that have to be paid beyond just the scholarships, the out-of-state tuitions, right? The the likes of travel bills, nutrition, food, all, all these added things are going to come with the new travel and extended travels in the other parts. But it's about the money that they're going to get to cover their costs. And Mick Cronin, I think, said at least two or only three or four athletic departments in the country actually break even or make money. And that's the university who piles money in. Maybe you knew this, maybe you don't, but I, I've kind of seen the world of college athletics. And the, the universities pump in money to the athletic departments when they're missing, when they're below budget, when they're not hitting their marks. They throw money from their own finances to the department. And this is where all these teams, all these universities are trying to make money back and cover their bills and maybe turn college athletics into an asset. But it doesn't, as Mick Cronin say, none of it is in the best interest of the student athlete, which I'm not sure – anybody would truly disagree with that, right? There'll be cool atmospheres, awesome moments when these teams are playing in front of packed arenas against new teams. 
But in the end, the overall grind and everything in between, I think will at some point, the nostalgia, the, the newness of it will eventually wear off before in time. I'm not entirely sure how that goes, but it was interesting to see Mick Cronin talk about that. He even briefly mentioned Adai Mara's contract situation. He was asked about Mara. Is he going to stay? Is there still some sort of breach of contract issue that might stop him? And Cronin's like, well, first, he's at UCLA. He's here. And then he's not going comment to comment on it ever about the likes of the contract situation and what that means for a die and that he's coming to UCLA, he's living out his dream at UCLA. He's not going to comment on that. So they're going to see him in Madrid. He's going to visit the team. But the fact is that he, he was like, well, I'm not, I'm just not going to touch it. So very loquacious using every word in the book when it came to conference realignment and then a little, well, a little quiet when it came to Madrid. But if you're still, tune in and you're like all right what, what what are we missing here for this ucla team who's this score that mick cronin has been talking about if you watch the whole interview you can see it posted on various sites or even ucla's own twitter page just posted it on ucla men's basketball i would encourage you to go listen to it watch the whole 18 minute thing it was i think actually worth all 18 minutes sometimes you listen to media availabilities q a's and you're just like we're just wasting our time. But Mick Cronin and even Chip Kelly now are becoming more and more entertaining in terms of giving fun answers, whether it's about the state of college athletics as a whole, or maybe more for Mick Cronin, how he gives so much in-depth analysis about his players, which what he said about who is going to be a scorer, he mentioned Sebastian Mack, right? The Bearcat, kind of going back to the Cincinnati days, how he's a tough dude. He could be a boxer and he's not running from a fright. That was the away they say he could pick up the gloves he can go in the ring square one two you know i'm a big rocky fan i love rocky three one of my favorite all-time movies he didn't cronin didn't say anything about mac being you know in those rocky movies but though that's my that's what i think about when i come to boxing and he's just like he's a tough dude which means cronin went on a whole list a whole rant about how mac can score in a variety of ways from the line behind the line in the lane and the the four-star guard right coming in I didn't really know how much impact he might have this year, especially with all these guys, a lot of hype for V-Day, maybe battling for the two. I knew Andrews was the clear-cut preseason, uh, you know, he, he was the guy that was going to get the minutes for to be the point guard. I wondered where Mac was going to fit in in terms of what's his role, right? Was he going to get stuck in the bench? Was he going to be a limited role off the, you know, off the bench? Is he going to start? What is Sebastian Mac going to do? And Cronin says he can score. We'll emphasize his scoring. And we're going to keep it simple because he's one of those young guys. You don't want to have him have multiple roles. He wants him to score, and they'll have other guys take on more point guard duties, right? That would leave Andrews, V-Day, McClendon, to name a few, right? Three guys who I think would be very capable in the point guard role in certain aspects, in certain shifts throughout the game. But that's interesting. Cronin said... We need his scoring, and he can do it. That's a lot to put on a freshman. So Mac's going to be asked to, to shoot the ball, score the ball, get to the rack, and put it in. And there was a lot of question about how this team's going to score. A lot of it went to Tiger last year. Obviously, Jaime Hawkins Jr. You would see Bona get some lobs. Singleton, when he had the opportunity, would shoot from half court and make it half the time right. And then you have Bailey and Clark doing different things. You kind of had a, a rotation offensively that especially helped with the defense. 
good, efficient offense. The Bruins were a very sound offensive team when you really dove deep into the analytics that Mick Cronin used to bring in and talk about during last season. But the fact that he has such high praise continually for Sebastian Mack is, I don't want to say the word surprising, but there's just so much about this team that we don't know. Even Mick Cronin doesn't know about this team. But for Mack to get a a large shout-out for him to get a bulk of the scoring, we'll see how that plays out in Spain, how that actually turns out in the year. But in terms of guard scoring, Mack is going to be that go-to guy and maybe might not actually get as much point guard duties, at least distributing the ball, as one might have thought initially coming in. So it's interesting about that as well. He had some high praise. Brandon Williams talks about how young he is, being a 17-year-old freshman. He'll play multiple positions, get a lot of minutes, get a lot of runtime as he's been getting in practice with guys out and in this opportunity in Spain. So this could be a big growth development opportunity for Williams, who Cronin alluded to as, hey, he's the same age as my children. And and they're in high school. This guy is playing D1 basketball at UCLA. So he's going to get a lot of growth and maturity just in these next few months in this first season at UCLA, maybe can become someone who can be impactful, maybe in a certain role this season or down the line, just like Devin Williams, remember, not related, and how Devin Williams, Cronin is high on his future. A lot of opportunity this summer. He's got a lot of things you can't teach, just the agility and the 6'11 body. He's just got to get stronger, right? The importance, and Cronin, I think, said this, 20 pounds. He wants Williams to pick up, get a little heavier, get a little stronger, so he doesn't get pushed around like in against the bigs in college basketball, right? Like if you're bumping up against the Zach Eady, if you're going against the, the twin posts, other places or big men and all across the country, they're just things you can't teach, and he's high in his future. So with Williams probably battling it out with the likes of a Anuba with the likes of Abona and Amara, you can see where he's going to slot in maybe third or fourth on that list, despite the ability, sheerly based on his strength or maybe lack thereof at this moment. But if he's going to be high and mighty, stick around for one, two, three, dare I say four years, he could be someone that could be very good in Cronin's eyes, where this team will be exciting, electric, and a lot of unknowns coming up for this team, which, again, this is why Mick Cronin talked about team bonding is the emphasis, this growth, and the wins and losses won't necessarily frustrate him. At least that's what he says. We'll see how he acts when he's coaching on the court in, in, during this Spain trip. And how he wanted to actually go on this trip two years ago, COVID canceled it, wanted and thought about it last year to go on it, but Jaime was hurt, and he's like, well, we'll be healthy. Why am I going to go with the seniors? Well, it would be fun to maybe take those seniors, right? Take them on one last getaway. He thought, well, next year we're going to have a lot of new guys, a lot of young guys. Why not take them on that trip later in, and we'll be healthy? Ironically, he joked or maybe sarcastically was mentioning how, well, we've got two guys who got into school later, Burke and Mara, and how Bona is hurt and not healthy. So they're still going with a shorthanded roster over to Spain to make this trip happen. But there will be a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity for guys who – or either going to see their roles significantly increase from this opportunity in Spain, or they're going to see what they need to build on once they get back to Westwood over from the, the end of summer into the beginning of fall until the season starts less than three months from the middle of August, right? We're getting that close already to the next college basketball season. Blows my mind 
that were this close already to the start of the season. So Mick Cronin, I think, has a lot of work to do with this team. There's different outlets that you can think about and read that they don't even think UCLA is a championship contender. And I don't want to put them on a short list. That's not fair. This team at this moment with still so much gelling and so much things we have to see. And even for Mick Cronin, but the talent is there. The uniqueness is there and there'll be excitement, a different level of buzz compared to last year, but there will be just so many eyes to see how this works, how this changes college basketball recruiting everything in between with all the international recruits coming over and we'll just see how they all gel this season, right? Mac is important. Andrews is important guys. We were thinking about, and then, Hey, which of the two internationals between Fible and Vide who are already here is going to step up and earn a big starting role or a big contributing role this year based on what they do in this preseason exhibition trip to Spain. Those are all things to think about move going forward. And we'll talk about that throughout the rest of this time till we go and you know have tip off when they play in November sixth. So many things. Goodness gracious me! All this stuff. Mick Cronin was on a rant. I wrote quotes down. I was reading it, watching it, analyzing, thinking different things. But this team, this team will be fun. We can't wait. Coming up, Dante Moore got a preseason accolade, and what happens if he doesn't play this year? And UCLA football is getting some. Dark horse hype. We've heard this before. What does this mean? We'll talk about that in the third and final segment coming up of Locked On UCLA. Third and final segment of the Locked On UCLA podcast. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer with you guys. And the Bruins, you know, they've got Dante Moore, who is listed as, you know, maybe an opportunity, you know, might win that starting job. There's been no official word, at least in the recording of this podcast, from what I've seen as to one way or the other. There's only so much media availability, so much coverage that can happen. They're stuck in the corner, everything looking at who's going to be the starting quarterback. Garbers, you've got different show hosts talking about Garbers, different outlets saying it's more. I'm on record saying I'd like to see more get the job, but actually who wins it? There's not really a clear-cut favorite at this moment. Chip Kelly's history tends to lean veteran, but will it actually be the freshman, Dante Moore, who is the preseason freshman All-America team on offense, which basically means that the big, some of the biggest outlets, some of the biggest minds in college football expect Dante Moore to play and succeed. What should be funny is if he actually doesn't win the starting job, not that he can't come on and burst onto the scene later during the year, but Dante Moore is already getting recognized. This is the talent. This is what he's got. And I know there's already been a lot of hype about the running back room, the receivers. J. Michael Sturdivant's name has been thrown around so much. But who's going to be throwing in passes? Still not a clear-cut favorite, but Moore is earning that opportunity, which means is he going to be the spark plug late in the season? Is he going to be the, the engine? He's going to be the driver of the car, or is it Garbers or whatever, whoever it is, right, at certain points in the season? Is it going to be which quarterback, which person, who's going to be the leader on defense that's going to lead UCLA to a top-10 finish? You've got someone in the athletic. You have Matt. Brown uh, in The Athletic who wrote about which team is outside the top 10 that can get to the top 10, right? Either outside the top 25, outside the, the top 10. And Matt Brown of The Athletic said, all right, UTSA is someone, right? Bruins fans might be a little bitter that they're ranked behind UTSA, Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. But then the, the real question is, why does he list UCLA 
as one of those teams that could end up in the top 10. There's still question marks. The basketball team's got question marks. The football team certainly has their question marks that they're getting answered right now a lot sooner than the other sports. But some guys think, all right, top 25 worthy. Matt Brown thinks top 10 worthy. I don't want to go that crazy and say, all right, this is what they're going to be. That's how they are until we know the quarterback. But it's nice to see that there's such a wide range of what this team can be for UCLA. You've got so many individuals who have an opportunity to step up, not only for a team, but for their NFL careers, potentially post, right? Got Leatu, Latu. You've got some senior linebackers, some DBs who want to make some opportunities happen, transfers all over the field that can earn themselves starting jobs and earn themselves some NFL money in years in the future. And then you've got a team that is such a dark horse in the Pac-12. Nobody truly understands where they're going to go. And they're getting top 10 hype all across. Well, not all across. That wouldn't be a, a fair statement to say. But they're getting top 10 love, top 25 near buzz. And their freshman quarterback's getting preseason hype, even though he hasn't earned the starting job yet. We don't know if he's actually going to start this year let alone play enough to earn that preseason All-America team honoree that he got as an offensive starting quarterback. So there's a lot of excitement. The 2023 hype is coming closer. Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina's around the corner. San Diego State's around the corner. All those games that can mean so much to UCLA season all very, very soon, which is why you got to stay in every day or an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast because there's so many things the Bruins can do football-wise, basketball-wise, all the other sports beginning across UCLA athletics. You know, their women's soccer team, they're getting started. They're the defending champs trying to go repeat with Marguerite Eirozasa. So we'll see how it goes here on Locked On UCLA. We'll talk more leading up to the Spain trip. We'll talk even more football stuff, stuff, football news, coverage, everything in between. Hit that subscribe button. We thank you for your support. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer saying, hey, let's get those hands up. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.